So he went out early morning, let's say in Ghana around 6 a.m. And he saw some people standing out looking for a job. Those of you who have traveled to Kumasi, when you reach Ejra, you will see some people holding their horse on the roadside. You observe, by the time you are about to read the runabout, you see them standing with their horse. I saw. Uh -huh. So people go there to take them to their farms. And I saw one too in the United States where people come out and people pass around. There's a place you just go and stand there. Then they come around with their cars. If they need you for a day job, they pick you. That's exactly what was happening. So the man sits AM, picked some batches, agreed with the terms that from six to six, I will pay you so so and so. They agreed on the terms. Let's say I'll pay you 10,000 Ghana. So he took the first batch to the farms. He comes back one hour time. Then he sees another group. What are you doing? We want work to do. Follow me. Go and work. I'll pay you in accordance with the calculation of time. So he comes back, let's say 9 o'clock, he picks 12 in the noon. He picks people up to 5 in the evening. Then he picks the last batch to join them. By 6 o'clock, then he ordered, please listen very carefully, he ordered that those who are finished, I mean, they are to be paid. So he ordered that they pay from the last, those who came last. So those who arrive at 5 p.m., they are to be paid. Then he realized that even though you came 5 p.m., I'm still going to pay you 10,000. So those who came one hour to time, 10,000. Two hours before time, 10,000. Six hours. So as they were joining the line, you could, you could, you could hear the memory. Those of us who came, why are you paying equally? What is that? I mean, some of us, you can see the memory in the queue. Because all those who were leaving the queue were paid the same amount as negotiated early in the morning. Then one of them became bold and said, Master, what is it that you are doing? You can find this in Matthew chapter 20. You can read when you go home. What is it that you are doing that? Causing that. I mean, those of us who started in the morning, you are giving us 10,000. This guy just came one hour. You are also giving him 10,000. What is that? The man said, ah, now your trouble. This one, now your money. Ah, I said that when you work from six to six, I'll give you 10,000. Am I not paying you 10,000? If it is me doing good to somebody, is that your concern? Why are you angry? So I was thinking that the person who was paid 10,000 just for one hour. When he runs home, he says, Hey, wifey. What God has done today. I work for one hour and I was paid 10,000. You could see enjoyment in the house. Oh, hallelujah. That's the first story. The second one is a professor who went to the class and told the class that when you come next week Tuesday, you will do exams in jurisprudence, which I'm going to write anyway. So, read all the theories by, <laughs> read everything. Then they get to the class on the Tuesday morning or Tuesday evening to write the exams. You can see students, when they are writing, everybody stays. Last minute, everybody's reading. Then the professor enters. Share the questions to all of them and ask them not to turn over the paper. Do not turn over until. Ah, now you can't get this one wrong. This one everybody knows. <laughs> then the professor says, "Um, start work. Nobody should talk. Let the place be quiet. Everybody turn over the paper. And when they turn over the paper, all the answers to the questions have been filled." Including their name. All their names who have been written on the paper. Then the professor tells them, the person who says the question for you has answered for you. So all the A's you'll be getting is none by your hard work. Oh, hallelujah. The two stories, which one or which is the common denominator? Yes, if you get it correct, five Ghana. Yes, 
please. Oh, too small. Okay, 20 Ghana. If you get it wrong, I can't start my sermon. I think the common denominator here is the grace. Nobody worked for whatever he got, but they received grace from the one who asked them to do whatever they asked to do. Amen. This is an MBA class. No answer is wrong. Thank you. Yes. What is the common denominator? Grace accepted. In fact, it fits. It's correct. I want a certain things. Let me avert your mind to all the readings we have done this morning. This one, I'm, I'm giving you a clue. When you get a reduce the 20 Ghana. Yes. Yes. The what? The joy they felt. You are also correct, MBA class. Yes, mommy. The goodness of God. My God. And we need me 20 Ghana. You won my 20 Ghana. I will pay you 20 for winning it. In fact, let me redeem my promise. The goodness of God. And that's what I want to speak about this morning. The goodness of God. I pray I'll be able to finish this in 45 minutes. All things being equal. Saturday's parables. The goodness of God, nothing you have done, all the studies you have done, all the righteousness you think you have done, all the goodness you think you have done, nothing but somebody has paid for all the things you have done. All the mess you would have about to write has been written and paid for. In fact, your name has even been written already. Hallelujah. The goodness of God. I don't want to tell you stories and much stories. But you'll agree with me that most of you here have experienced some goodness one or the other you didn't deserve or you don't deserve. Something has come into your way, surprisingly. One way or the other. And something has just bumped into you that has surprised you. That is the goodness of God. These are not stories in the life of other people, but these are stories in our life. If you sat down to consider what the Lord has done, you will realize that his goodness abounds. So this morning, i talking about the goodness of God. Sometimes, some people think that God is some big man with some beard, Wicked with some hand that if you offend, he will whip you. And that he caused everybody to line and he's a great papa sitting in heaven. And everybody is afraid of him. Our God is good. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, this is a participatory sermon. So let the amen come. Our God is good. Our God is good. Now, how do we measure this goodness that I'm talking about? If you want to see God for who he really is, here is some good starting points. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. First Chronicles chapter 16 verse 34. Taste and see. That the Lord is good. Psalm 34 verse 8. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. And his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. And praise his name. For the Lord is good. And his love is eternal. And his faithfulness endureth to all generations. Psalm 100 verse 4 to 5. Our God is good. Before, what precipitated this sermon was that certain time in December or in when I was taking stock of my life and what to be done in first quarter of this year in the house, in the life of the family and in the life of myself. 
what has to be done in first quarter, i.e. payment of school fees, renewal of rent, and other family commitments. Now, when I added the figures, and some building we have started that we, because of schooling, we are not continuing. And I've determined that this time I will flow the house. So I was sitting down and doing the calculation, and I realized that I needed not less than 60,000 in the first quarter. This one is a must to finish this. I was telling my wife, and I was singing in the house. And when you're a young man raising 60,000 cash, no, no, not an investable money. This one is free money. And for somebody like me, looking at 60,000, even if you gave me cash to expend the tire to finish, it's a hard thing for me. At least I should do some one quick time investment. And grab something before I can. So I was thinking that, is it going to come from investment somewhere or this is expendable money that needs to be spent in first quarter. You can't postpone school fees. You cannot postpone your rent. So I started thinking how this money is going to come into the house. But some way, somehow, some way, somehow, when, when, when we started the year, then at the office, they said, oh, Provident Fund. Oh, then the people brought, oh, Provident Fund. Yet me the year, yeah. So your Provident Fund, uh, tier, tier 3, or is it tier 2? I've forgotten, tier 3. Oh, you can, after five years, you can take some, huh? It is, I, I haven't even thought of it. Then I saw people taking, I said, me too, I go, go take some. It's my own money. Hey, the Lord is good, oh. The way I raised the 60,000, God knew that if he gave me the 60,000 cash, I would never spend that money. But the mayor fast acquire investment. So it trickled in as I need, as I need, as I need. And about 90 or 80% is resolved. So I was telling my wife how, what the Lord has done. And the fact that I didn't have the money cash. Then I realized that God is good. God is good, but you have not sat down to account. The other day, do we have some doctors in the house? How much do we pay for oxygen in the hospital for five minutes or ten minutes? Oh, can you give me rough figure? Anybody around? Oh, there are many doctors here. Nobody knows the answer. Yes. Sorry? 30 cities. 10 cities. An hour. One hour, 10 cities. If we should calculate from December to today, some of you, you either be in debt or you'd have died. So that if you don't have the money, we stop the air from breathing. But God is good. Oh, hallelujah. People have had accidents throughout the year. You are alive not because of anything you have done. Not because of any studies you did last night to pass any exams. It is written for you. Our God is good. I want you to consider yourself. Sit down. I like former president of English. Self-introspection. Papa, I borrow, not plagiarism. You will know that our God is good. Oh, hallelujah. Yesterday, a brother was telling me that, oh, uh, we came to name, he said, something I was looking for. I told you, I can see his face. He shook down with me and said, oh, I've gotten the appointment. And he was so happy. And then it confirmed my said, I said, God is good. This morning, I came to let you understand that our God is good. Oh, hallelujah. I wish you repeat this. God is good. God is good. Oh, hallelujah. Now, how do we define the goodness of God? We sing about it. We say it often. But do we fully understand this attribute of God? Do we meditate on the goodness of God with this morning, in this morning? 
The Bible defines goodness in two ways. One has to do with his character. You project Psalm 119. Today I am traveling on the Psalms. Psalm 119, verse 68. Thou art good and oldest and doest good. Teach me thy status. Look at it. Thou are good and doest good. So, God is good. If you're looking for goodness, he is good and he does good. So, good definition is God doing good. So, goodness in itself rests with God. Oh, hallelujah. Thou are good. You are good. You do what is good. Ah, He is good. He does what is good. The first half of that verse focuses on the fact that God is by nature good. That is, he's morally excellent. Extraordinary beautiful. Deeply glad. And bountiful. Our God is good. And I want you to think about the original definition of good. He is good in and of himself. He is good and he does good. Now, Jesus Christ defined God. You give me Mark chapter 10 and verse 18. Listen to Jesus. Mark 10, 18. So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one. That is God. This scripture is when the rich man ran to Jesus and said, Jesus, what do I do to inherit the kingdom of God? And he said, go and do this, blah, blah, blah. So, oh, Father. So he said, Master, thou are good. He said, why do you call me good? No one is good. The things we even call good. As human beings, our food is good. Our shirt is good. Oh, this, this thing is good. If we go behind it, you realize that we have all yeti. Nothing we do is good. Oh, this elder is good though. When, we sh when God should show you the other side of the elder, he said, ah, is that the elder? So you're good with this elder is good, bad though. You see some pastor, say, yeah, pastor, wait here, he's good though. Ole, aloje, naka, amerio. Gane, my wife is teaching me so much more. When we show you the other aspect of human beings, the friend that you say is good, the sister that you have relied so much on, the brother that you so much looked up, nothing is good on this earth. Only God, Jesus said, don't even call me good. No one is good but one, and that is God. Our God is good. Irrespective of the challenges you go through. Irrespective of the difficulties you go through. There is none. All these shirts we wear, all these suits, nothing is good. If we shall tell you the cheating that has gone in, those who manufactured the suit, go and see somebody's salary. So that when you see a fine blazer like this, or jacket, you say, ah, no, 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 it's good. But when they tell you that somebody was paid one pence to manufacture this, ah, good So our goodness has issues. The only one who is good is God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, nyamiye ampa. Oh, nyamiye. Oh, ampa. Oh, Ah. Oh,
holiness of God is seen in two ways. By his character and by his actions. You see God is good in two ways. By his character and by the actions he does. Then you will define him as a good God. But maybe you just can't go there this morning. Maybe your circumstances are so mundane. Your life so hard. And your options so few that saying God is good feels hollow. Let me help you see through the lenses the Bible supplies. How God reveals himself in goodness. I will show you how God reveals himself. Now, ladies and gentlemen, because of time I'll be rushing. And now we are moving. So be with me and let's, let's move. God reveals his goodness in three ways. God, he reveals his goodness in three ways. Ours is off. Theo is off. In three ways. One, through natural blessings. Through natural blessings. This is the lowest level at which he expresses his goodness and one we have to overlook to take for granted. But David saw it in Psalm 145. The one I said, when you go home, go and read. In verse 3 and 4 of Psalm 145, he shouts out, Yahweh is great and is highly praised. His greatness is unsearchable. One generation will declare your works. I just declare his works in my life to you. One generation. Your works to the next and will proclaim your mighty acts. Now verse 7 to 9, Psalm 145, describes what the older generation will say to the younger. They will give a testimony of your great goodness and will joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and great in faithfulness. Ah, now check out in verse 9. Check verse 9. Check out in verse 9. The Lord is good to everyone. The Lord is good to everyone. Psalm 1, 4, 5, verse 9. The Lord is good to everyone. He does not discriminate. God shows his goodness through his natural blessings. Everybody he shows goodness. When he reigns today, it goes to inure to the benefit of everybody. The air we breathe. God didn't say you are an occult. Don't breathe my air. You don't believe in me. Don't breathe my air. He is a natural supplier. To those in affliction. God is love to everybody. God is love to you. All the challenges you go through. All the problems confronting us. As generations of today. All the technological difficulties we go through. Still, our God is good. Now down in verse 15. We read more about his goodness. All eyes look to you, my God. Expectantly to you. And you give them their food in due time. Who said God is not good? You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and gracious in all his acts. Every living relationship, every job, every tree, every taste of food that pleasures us, the Lord is good. His generosity, if you only. So our God Naturally is good. Oh, hallelujah. So from today, don't think that, as for me, God doesn't love me. I haven't even seen God, all the suffering I'm going through. You a Christian. If God can supply free air to those who don't believe in him to breathe, how much more you? God is good to you this morning. And I want it, you see, today when we are going home, I want you to go, God is good. 
God is good. God is good. I want it to sound in your head. Oh, hallelujah. Secondly, God reveals his goodness through his kind interventions. This is where I love. My God. Psalm 107, the one we read, is littered with the goodness of God. Give thanks to Lord, for he is good, Psalm 107. His faithfulness, love, endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord proclaim that he has redeemed them from the hand of the foe or enemy. Then the psalmist describes four different scenarios. I will talk about it. In this kind of intervention, four different scenarios in 107. The first one is that, so you'll take me to 107, four to nine. They wandered in the wilderness in desolate ways. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. God comes to the rescue of people who are frantically searching for something or someone that they will satisfy their soul. That's what I've written here. When they cry out to the Lord, he will deliver them and their soul will find true home. Those who cry to their maker, he delivered them out of distress. So this morning, I came to announce that through his kind interventions, he shows his goodness. Oh, hallelujah. So when your soul is weak, when you are at your lowest ebb, when situation stares at you and frightens you, our Lord, you see, one thing you must do, you must cry out to the Lord in your trouble. That's what the psalm says. And he delivers them out of their distresses. This morning, if somebody will cry out unto the Lord, with the challenges you go through, with the difficulties you go through, if you will cry out, he is ever ready to rescue, my God, to take you from the distress, my God, to take you from the challenge, my God. Do not hang yourself. For our God is good. Last week, I heard of a very sad news. A young university girl who comes from a prominent home, hanging herself because the pressure from home perhaps was too much. Yesterday, I was selling one way naming. I said, parents, even as you go high to give targets to your daughter and your children, get closer to them and find out how measured it and give them love. Oh, hallelujah. When they are failing, God is good. Look straight into the eyes of your husband when the challenges are high and tell him, sweetheart, our God is good. He will deliver us from this challenge. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know the situation you're going through. But this morning, I came to let you understand that my God is good. Our God is good. So all the frictions you go through, all the challenges you go through, all the difficulties you go through, our God is good. Oh, hallelujah. Now let's move on. Kind interventions. He does that in four. I've just mentioned one. Move on to ten. Quickly, I've given you all the scriptures. So let's go ahead. God intervenes in the lives of those who have rebelled against the word of God and suffer for it. Ten. Those who sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, bound in afflictions and irons. So we are going to succeed quickly. Let me read from here. No, we are reading from 10. Don't jump to 16. Move to 11. Those who sat in darkness are in shadow of death, bound in afflictions and irons. Because they rebelled against the word of God. And despite the counsel of the Most High. Therefore, he brought down their hearts with labor. My God. They fell down and there was no one to help. 
pause there, we will continue. Okay, let it be. Let it be there. Bring it. Don't worry. Those who rebel against the word of God, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Then you are, you are rebelling against the word of God. Why worry? Then you are rebelling against the word of God. Bible says, when you do that, you are rebelling against God. Then, you go back. Before they try crying out, I, I'm not, go, go, ha. Huh. He brought down their heart with labor. They fell down and there was no one to help. Even in our own mistakes, in our own, own worry now, I was here. A man in our house, a man in our house, Hey, I'm a good man, I'm you. Salo? Yes, your friend Salome. I'm not going to come on. Salo? I'm not going to Salo. My God. He brought down their hearts with labor. They fell down and there was no help. Now, when you have gone through this, Excuse my words this morning, but if I move on, tell me, what do you want to do? Oh, what do you want to do? 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 God is love. Therefore, he brought, this one is okay. Therefore, he brought down their heart. Let's move to the next one. Now listen. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. Sabi, Sabi, what do you say for you? When you cry out unto the Lord, and he saved them out of their district. Ah, what a good God. Oh, hallelujah. In our foolishness, excuse my words, they are strong, but let me mention them. In our stupidity, in our weaknesses, where did they have weakness also for my intimate the other day, Paul said it. He said, God, I wish you take this thing out of me. Chairman said that the only sad news is that he didn't mention what it was when I was listening. Huh? So it means that the man also had weakness. So when we have gone through this weakness and have thrown ourselves in this array and we have gone through challenges and you have gotten the disease. Never tell that. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. But because God is good, when you cried out to him and you said, ah, I have to give offering for this. God is good. When we go through the stresses and we make mistakes, God still shows us goodness. My God. That is why you don't have to kill yourself, sister. Some fine boy has disappointed you and so what? I don't get it. So you come to church and you behave as if the whole world is on your head. When we are saying, God is good, I saw the best. Another time. Then the knock of you was happy. You put a song of praise in this heart of my... Me call night club. Into me night club and when I get here... God is good. God is good. Ah. First, yes, I wait all the time. And this is where I have. I have nowhere to go and dance. God is good. Now, let's move on. Let's move on. My time. Let's move on. Let's move on. So, now, let's go to the three. I've said two. Move me to 17. Quickly. Fools. This one is Bible who is saying it. Because of their transgression and because of their iniquities were afflicted. Go. Move on up to 23. Their soul abhorred all manner of food. Those who go down to their sea in ships who do businesses on great waters my God. Now, listen to me. Distinguished ladies and gentlemen. God intervenes on our behalf of his goodness in lives of foolish people. 
and who had given themselves to sin and find it dead bringing results touching their relationships and lives. When they cry to the Lord, ah, those who go down to the sea in ships, who do businesses on great waters, don't distract your Lord, don't distract him. I'm preaching with him. Move on, one, good. So you jump from 23 to 25. Okay, don't worry. I can still say what I want to say. In great businesses, people afflict, they do all manners of things in businesses. They cheat. They don't pay well. If you're an entrepreneur, don't chop all the, your, 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 your profit alone. Abba, pay well small. When the Bible talks about ships, those who do great businesses on ships, they mess up, they afflict all people with pain. And when they have brought difficulty to themselves, they see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. Then when they cry out to him, because God is good, he shows them goodness. What a God we worship. Kind intervention. We have 33. Let's move on to the last one. 23. God rescues those pounded by calamity. I love this one. Those who go down to the sea in ships who do businesses on great waters moved, yo. It means that the first one. For he commands and raises the stormy wind which lifts up the waves of the sea. <coughs> they mount up to the heaven. They go down against the depth. They are so met because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like drunken man and are at their wit's end. Then when they cry out to the Lord, my God, my God, God rescues those who are pounded by calamity. You see, when you're on the sea, the one thing is that the wind can make you cry. Not only in the sea, when you're in the air, my God. So we are so when you are permitted to make privileged wills, anka will. I told you some time ago I was traveling from JFK to Heathrow. It was in early January, and those of you who are familiar with Europe, when it's early January, the weather is bad. But for the fact that I had gone, and also on the fact that I was in BA, which I trust. Brother Salom is laughing. Then you see, when it happens, that they will be certain on those seven. Hey, everybody sit down. You don't move. Hey, you can say, Even those, and all of us, take off my, my daughter, Aso. I commit Aso into your hands. And all my children, my wife, oh, at this level, I don't think I can reach it through. When I was at the wit end, and all the things, difficulties, calamity, sometimes calamities can look at your face. That's so what the Bible says that he comes like a roar. He's not a lion, like a roaring lion. Seeking whom he may devour. Huh. That's the way calamity speaks. Now on the dana yaday meja and sa Obie measurement be any So the calamity will come to you like that. Oh, that is true. Sika is out the one zero come one ya can you ya and you may ray crown ya the zero back on your fire dia. At least, meet my tour, Mercedes Benz home. Meet me, I start a foundation. That is how calamity speaks. You think calamity will come to you and open the face like that? No. 
nice way. So through the outer picture. When you do this, you get so you see the outer. When you have committed this calamity, when situations are and you are at your wit's end, when you lift up your voice, the good God comes to your aid. Hallelujah. God shows his goodness. How about 10 minutes? Let me rush out quickly. Through God's son Jesus, I've described two. One is to natural kind intervention. And I'm talking about the three. Through the kind well, the points I mentioned were under kind intervention. Now moving on to another major one. Through God's son Jesus. Colossians 1. Verse 15. God reminds us that is the image of the invisible God. Jesus, he is the image of the invisible God. Colossians 1.15. And that God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. Verse 9. My God. Jesus is God's goodness in the flesh. My God. He demonstrated God's desire to pour out blessings and to help and deliverance on us in three ways. I'll come there and I'll end it. So, all the goodness is found in Jesus. All heaven going is found in Jesus. God has put everything. He is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn of a creation. All the things in 998 in him. My God. So, if you want to be rich, You've got to align yourself with Jesus whom God has given all things. If you want to get good marriage, successful in marriage, you've got to align yourself with Jesus because in him rests all goodness. If you want to be a young man with great future, you've got to align yourself with Jesus because in him are the fullness of God. I am the way, the truth. No one goes to the Father except through Him. Hello, Nakai. Asuma. Asuma, do you hear me? In Jesus' threatens, He took the judgment that our sins deserved upon Himself. Ah. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. God proves his own love for us in that whilst we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The goodness of God. God's extravagance flowed to us in the amazing substitution of his son in our place on the cross. Huh. He, Jesus, has written off all your sins. And this morning, he set up a beautiful table before us. Ah. Jesus took away our sins. Jesus washed away our sins. Oh, goodness. He is the image of the God himself. My God. He includes a thousand other things in the gift himself. You see, God gave Jesus as gift. And in the gift, there are a thousand other things in the gift. Romans chapter 8 and verse 32 says that he did not even spare his own son, my God, but offered him up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us everything, child? All things. All things. So when you accept Jesus, international women's director, one day she preached here, says salvation is a package. All the things you want in life, young man, don't go and follow some, some, Society, and there's oh, this society that I was sure we went for a pastor, we went for a meeting. I'll finish very soon. We went for a meeting in Elmina. Then, whilst we were in the meeting, I heard a loud noise outside. So I came out and I realized that I don't know whether they are called Freemasons or Lodge. They said they're having their meeting there. I saw old men, old men. They came, Papa, your age, and then 
I saw another section, young men. That is where I was sad. Young men. Men of my age and of your age. Young, 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 young men. So they were also in another, okay, our type. Also in another, wearing their black and white. And I, when I saw that, I was. But in fact, the thing that triggered me was that I heard a laugh. That looks like somebody in my office. And when I got up, lo and behold, it was the person. So I said, wow. These young men, what do they want? Is it that you want to build 10 houses? Now, what are 10 houses? Which one are you going to sleep in? So, all the things you want is in Jesus. Tell your friend. Tell your friend. All the things. Now, let me conclude. How do we respond so that this goodness I have talked about this morning will be realized in our life? Will be materialized in our life? You will see it physically appearing in your life. One, repent of your unbelief and ingratitude. First point. Repent of your unbelief and ingratitude. Romans chapter 2, verse 4. I will not explain. Repent. Some people, they are ungrateful. Show some gratitude to your wife. Show some gratitude to your husband. Show some gratitude to God. At least we are in March. Today is March 5, right? Tomorrow is this March. At least you are alive. Tell much. Show some gratitude. Abba. Show some gratitude to your parents. Two. Rest in the goodness when adversity comes. Ah. Christianity is not butter and bread. Christianity is not butter and bread. Rest in the goodness. When you are faced with difficulty, know that our God is... One more time. When you are faced with difficulty, know that our God is finally step out in faith. My God, my God. This is where I want to end. Step out in faith. 2017. Knowing that our God is good. Step out in what? Oh, I want you to say it. Yeah. This is a participatory sermon. You are preaching to. 2017. Once you have realized that God is good and that he will not disgrace you in any business that you start. He will not disgrace you in anything you do. He will not disgrace you when you start some school. He will not disgrace you when you start selling. Step out in my God. Oftentimes we see Jeremiah 29. People like this. If you go to their house, 29, 11, the way they like. I know the plans I have for you. Good plans are not bad ones. To bring you to an expected end. Say yet the Lord. Omni Abaho nicely. Our God has great plans for you. 2017. God has great plans for you. 2017. God has great plans for you. Now, I'm ending with Psalm 84 and verse 11. Now, when I have read this one, Somebody will just tell me for also another 20 Ghana. Now listen to it carefully. There are two things. I want simple explanation so you will end the sermon. Psalm 84 verse 11. For the Lord is good. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good things he will withhold from those who walk upright. Now. For 20 Ghana. This one I'm giving it out free. The Lord is a sun and a shield. Who can explain it? Close my sermon for me. Who want to close the sermon? Yes. I've been signaled that my time is up. Don't waste more time. The Lord. Church of Pentecost. The Lord is a sun and a shield. Who can explain it? Let's close. All officers exempted. Yes, boss. Come, come, come and preach. It is the beginning and the end. MBA class, no answer is wrong. 
Thank you. He's the beginning and true. The Lord is the beginning and the end. He is a sun and a shield. Ah, yes, man. Ladies first, come. Please, quickly. If this one come and this one don't come, I'll close it. Chris is signaling me, hurry up. Your time is up. My time is up. In terms of a sun, uh, sometimes we go into dark times. And so at some point, you are down. You need something to glorify you, someone to glorify you, to shine a light on you. So then he shines upon us and then illuminates his glory on us. In terms of shield, there are arrows that fly by day. There are terrors that come in. He protects you. He covers you. <laughs> Put your hands together. I have ended my sermon. The Lord is a sun and a shield. Any darkness in your life, he will throw light there. Oh, why is your amen not coming? I'm ending the sermon. Any darkness in your life, may the sun of the Lord shine there. All darkness, let the sun of the Lord shine there. And let the Lord be a shield and protect you. God bless you. Oh, 